name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Don't just do something, sit there. The 10-day season of ascension, or ascension tide in traditional parlance, is curious space. We've moved past Easter, Jesus has ascended into heaven, and now we are waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. Waiting. Before Jesus left on Ascension Day, he gave instruction to his disciples, quote, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. For, he said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. But this is not only a period of waiting, it is also a period of prayer. The first chapter of Acts describes the post-ascension activity of the disciples. Quote, They returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet. And when they had entered into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and his brothers. To wait and pray is a standard posture in the life of faith. It can also be aggravating and frustrating. We want to do something, be productive, make something happen. But these are our words. The real reason we cannot wait and pray is we do not really trust God. We want to control things. To wait and pray is to let go of control and to put our faith or trust in God. There is a parallel between what happened on Ascension Day and what happened when Moses received the law from God on Mount Sinai. Moses ascended the mountain to meet God in a manner that prefigures the way Jesus ascended into heaven to the Father. Moses would come down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments to give these to the people in the same way Jesus promised to send the Holy Spirit who fulfills the law by writing that law in our hearts. While Moses was returning or receiving the law from God on the mountain, the people had to wait for him at the bottom of the mountain. Moses was gone for a while, and the people became impatient. Exodus 32 says, quote, When the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses, The man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Aaron made two golden calves for the people, and they worshipped the calves and had a drunken, 
idolatrous party, which brought upon them God's judgment because they could not wait for the promise of God. Saul, King Saul, was rejected as king in favor of King David in large measure because he did not wait for Samuel to come and offer the sacrifice before a significant battle against the Philistines. Samuel had told him to wait, but the enemy was approaching and the people were afraid and anxious, and so Saul acted in haste and offered the sacrifice himself because he could not wait. When Samuel arrived shortly thereafter, <clears throat> he said to Saul, quote, You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but now your kingdom shall not continue. As we can see from these examples, when people do not wait and pray, things do not work out so well. We can do a thought experiment to understand why. Let's say rather than the command to wait and pray, we were commanded to do whatever we wanted to do right now. Go make your own happiness on your own terms apart from God. What would be the result of such a thing? Basically, the world we live in today. People do not wait for God. They live for things in time in this world. And people in our culture have never been so discontented and so anxious. God calls us to pray and wait because nothing we can get now instead of praying and waiting can satisfy the inner longings of our hearts. God wants us to wait and pray for him because he wants to fill us with himself. And he cannot do that unless we will wait and pray for him to come, for he will not come to us apart from our will. Genuine faith keeps us in a posture of waiting and praying for we can only get what we really want when Christ and his kingdom come. The good things we enjoy in this world provide us with a taste of his kingdom. They are sacramental signs of Christ. But genuine faith is also willing to let go of the things of this world when they threaten to become idols. The disciplines of the spiritual life can be understood as fighting for the balance between saying yes to the good that God gives us and saying no to the things that are not gifts and therefore are not of God. <clears throat> we wait and pray for God to give us more of himself. <clears throat> and this can be painful because our disordered desires cry out like spoiled children demanding to be satisfied right now. This is the main reason waiting is hard. 
To make room for God, we must learn to say no to these desires, to put them to death in order to make room for the new life God wants to give us in the spirit. As we say no to disordered desire and wait for God, we establish a new pattern in our lives that ultimately leads to fulfillment. And this replaces the old pattern of fallen humanity, which demands and pursues fulfillment right now, but is never satisfied. The good news is that we can have more of God in this world. We can, in the words of the prayer the bishop prayed over us in confirmation, quote, daily increase in the Holy Spirit more and more until we come to thy everlasting kingdom. As we pray in the collect for the Sunday after ascension, we beseech thee, leave us not comfortless, but send to us thine Holy Ghost to comfort us and exalt us unto the same place whither our Savior Christ has gone before. So don't just do something. Sit there and pray. During Ascension Tide, let us pray that the Holy Spirit will come to us in a new way on the Feast of Pentecost in a week. Let us pray for a renewed experience of his grace and presence. Let us pray that God will stir up the spiritual gifts he has given to each of us, that we may serve each other and others with greater zeal and with greater love. And let us pray for new strength and virtue to fight the spiritual battle. If we will pray and wait, God will answer our prayer. As Jesus said, quote, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.